Bitch, I did it, I made it, I'm loved and I'm hated. I started from the bottom, now my neighborhood is gated. They say drink to your accomplishments, so every That's night right, Baffle fans. Even though it's the off-season, we're back again with another special episode of Unbaffled. The one and only podcast dedicated to in-depth analysis of the badass fantasy football league. Today, your very favorite baffle show is talking about keepers. Finders, keepers, losers, weepers. If you find something or come across it by chance, you have the right to keep it. Before we get into keepers, let's talk about the trade market and the values for getting a keeper. We've already had one recent trade where Jamie exchanged a first round pick for George Kittle. So we have our first trade that kind of tells us the price for a keeper level player. So what were your thoughts on that trade? I thought it was pretty gross. <laughs> I mean, I'll say a couple caveats. One, I'm I'm clearly in the, the market for upgrading a keeper position. So you know, Devin was naturally a guy I was looking at because he had, he's got a pretty decent squad of, of potential keepers. But then Jamie just came over top and just crushed everything, all my hopes and dreams. I think that's why Jamie did it, though. I think he was, he's like, if I wait any longer, somebody else is going to snatch the guy that I want. And he just went out and grabbed him. First round pick. I mean, you're looking at it and you're like, there's no, you look at his keepers or his potential keepers, I'm assuming, and this might be a spoiler for the episode, it's clearly going to be Tyree Kill and George Kittle. Can't fault a guy for doing it and being happy with those two. It mm-hmm. was just one of those things where it's like, you know, there was no negotiations. You know, there wasn't like hours on the phone. You know, Jamie was just like, would you take a first round pick? And then was like, absolutely. And the trade was, <laughs> was done like 12 seconds into it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd, I would like to know, did Devin reach out to Jamie or did Jamie reach out to Devin? That's what I would like to know. Because I think if Jamie is just like, this is the guy he wanted, he went out and grabbed him, great. But if it was Devin being like, hey, do you want George Kittle? How about a first round pick? And Jamie was like, yep, yeah, then there's a bit of a, you know. But I think if George Kittle, he's a keeper. And sure. I think the price is the price. I think last year he did. I didn't he get Tyreek Hill last year in the offseason for like a fifth round pick? Yeah, so that's Correct. what I was going to ask you guys. Last year, Jamie was accused of ruining the market for people who are holding keepers because I believe he got Tyreek Hill either for... for fifth. It, I can't remember if it was a fifth or a fourth, but either way, fairly yeah. low, right? That's, that's yeah. a pretty cheap price. And now again, we're saying, did he ruin the market except this time for buyers? Did he set such a high price for a keeper that now if you're buying a keeper on this market, does that affect what you have to pay? I've always kind of had that mentality, though, with this league. And I know you guys have been in it longer, so I'm interested to hear, like, see what you have to say about this. But from my perspective, like, if I had a Tyreek Hill, I'm throwing him back in the draft if somebody offers me a fifth-round pick. I'm confident of what I can pick in the fifth round, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. Do I really, really need that extra fifth round pick? Or do I want to spice up the draft a little more by throwing Hill back in? Like, I think that's what I would rather do. In terms of setting the price, we're going to get into this a little more later. But when I look at my team, I think there's a couple guys that I can trade. But if somebody's going to lowball me with like a fifth, I'd rather just throw him back into the draft and have a chance to get him in the second or third. And then that team would have to go into the draft without a Tyreek Hill or without a George Kittle. Like, I'd rather that happen. Yeah, I agree with you. It just pushes more depth in the draft. That's right. And if a shitty team 
that doesn't have two keepers wants to come to me and give me one of their first or second round picks for a keeper, I'll gladly do it. But if they're going to offer me a fourth or a fifth for somebody that's going to get snagged up in the first or second round, I'd rather that player go into the draft, spice it up a bit more, and also it leaves that shitty team shittier. And then the other thing I want to talk about about setting the market is we've had, we can say we've had two trades this offseason because you two goofs made that dumb trade, <laughs> but we've had one trade this offseason that, yeah, that was real. <laughs> call it what you will. Yeah, you guys made a goof trade, but You're I just think... mad because I have Rodrigo. But what do you guys think? Is Devin holding up the market yes, as a 100%. holder of six second round picks? Yes. And are we all just sitting here waiting for this guy to make a move so that okay. we know what it takes to get a keeper out there? Yes, 100%. Okay, but I'll say this. Everyone can say that I'm holding up the market. No one has sent me a message. I have. E- okay, that's fair. But, <laughs> but okay, I'll defend myself. That's because I was reaching out to you guys talking about my keeper strategy. And I was like, I'm, I might trade for this guy. I might trade for this guy. What do you guys think? Because I trust you guys a little bit and I'll bounce ideas off of you. And that's when you message me and you're like, well, just trade me for this guy, which is fine. But I've had no one else actually reach out to me being like, Devin, you have 312 picks. And the reason I think you and I can talk about keepers and strategies and trades is because I am well aware that you have no interest in anyone I have. It's easy for you to just come to me and, with ideas. And, yeah, ex- exactly. And like, I'm just completely open with Corey all the time, right? Yeah. So, so and that's the relationship you guys have. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it's true because maybe deep down people are like, I don't want to trade player XYZ oh. because Devin might be giving me like a second round pick for him. But you got to text me to find that out. And I'll quickly tell you to blow me. I don't want to think... trade a second round pick, really. But I do find it interesting I... that you haven't had, there are teams holding three, four keeper level players and they're going to lose them for nothing. So why wouldn't they come out to come to you and just but try and see what picks we can get? But that's the thing. Devin can only keep one of them that he's trading for. So it's really one trade that's going to happen. I mean, we'll talk about this more when we get to Devin's actual team, but we could say he has one keeper in Eckler and he's looking for a second. But with those picks that he's holding, he could easily upgrade from Eckler. Easily. Yeah, but okay, we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, I so think when that I think I think when it comes to the market and him holding things up, I will defend him a little bit in the sense that like I've thrown some feelers out and everyone's feeling like it's too early. But I definitely got torqued up when I saw Kittle go for first and I was like, Oh my god, this happened to me last year where I just I missed out. Because I had that mentality of I'm not gonna trade a guy for a fourth or fifth, I'd rather him go back in the draft. Again, we had that that rule in where you could only make one trade, so nobody was really willing to move anybody. But, but we don't have um, that anymore. We don't have that anymore. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if it opens up a bit more. Even um, if a guy came to me with a really sweet proposition, I would be in a bind to pull the trigger in June. Yeah, it was right. early. Julio I mean, Jones just moved the team today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. To me, it's just like, wait till training camp. We have the ability to draft super late, right? And I think the way it's trending is a week or two before the season starts is when we're going to have our draft. We haven't even set our keeper deadline. So it's like, I'm going to wait well, that's because the I, know, I know if I make a big trade, that guy's blowing his ACL the very next day. <laughs> that's the date though. It's the, it's the keeper deadline. That's yeah. The and, and there's going to be a ton of activity. I don't think Jamie ruined the market for anyone. I think people got excited that he made that trade. Good on yeah. him for getting the guy I assume he wanted and, and upgrading his keeper position. Yeah. But, you know, have fun rolling out Frank Gore every week now because who the hell, what running back are you going to get? Yeah. 
in terms of setting the market, do you think the one that does it is when you finally have that first trade for a running back, given how running back focused this league is? I mean, the market has been the market for the longest time where a third round pick usually gets it done. I think it depends on the creativity of some people, right? Where like, I think a third round pick can still get a keeper running back, but it's I mean, tough to say. I'm hoping like I have the first, the first pick in the third round. That would maybe be the pick I would like to trade the most. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe I'm just wishful thinking. I don't know. And it also depends who you're really looking at. Like if you're looking at like a top end running back, no, that's not going to happen. You're going to need to spice it up to pry him away from a team. But if you're looking for a good serviceable like RB2, I would think that at the end of the day, that should be enough. It's also supply demand. I, I, and oh, yeah. it, for the you know 100th time this episode, we're going to get into it, but I think that there's more people looking to trade keepers than there are looking to obtain keepers. Yep, yeah, I would say that's true. I but... just realized maybe the title of this episode should be We're Going to Get Into It. I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's, let's, let's actually get into it. Now. Yeah, let's get into this. All right, so let me ask you, Corey, do you have a team you want to start with? Let's go with Jamie. Let me break down the options. So we got Tyreek Hill. Adam Thielen. Now we can add George Kittle to that list, obviously, because we know George Kittle is going to be kept because yep. you don't make that trade otherwise. But then he also had Melvin Gordon and Robbie Anderson rounding out kind of his top skilled position players. I mean, yeah. no brainer for me. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be Tyreek and it's going to obviously be Kittle. He traded the first round pick for him. I don't think that anyone else on this roster is even worthy of consideration. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think, well, I think that's why he jumped on the trade, like we said earlier. He identified that he had a need, and he just went and grabbed his guy so he didn't have to negotiate. <laughs> but let me ask you, was tight end his need? We, like, we say it over and over what? again, right? We've talked about it for, I don't know, 14, 15 uh, listen, episodes. Running back is the focus of this league. Yeah, but Can that opens into... up but, but that opens up the rest of the... That opens up the other positions. And I've always kind of had that view with this league. And it's... My first year going into it, I went in with two wide receivers as my keeper, and I actually made the playoffs. And then this last year, I was so focused on getting running backs because everyone's like, you're an idiot for not getting <laughs> running backs. And I ended up in the basement for the whole year. I think it opens up. At the end of the day, I still think there's a reason why wide receivers and tight ends, and especially like elite tight ends, are hard to come by. Like, like, like There's really two or three tight ends that are worth drafting high. I agree. And, the yeah. drop off from the top three tight ends to number four is quite substantial. substantial and far more significant than maybe the drop off from running back, I don't know, let's say 15 to 20. Yeah. Once you're getting into 15 to 20 up to 25, it's kind of a bit of a crapshoot. There's like six or seven like stud running backs, and then you just pray for no injury. And to be fair, he does have an early pick in the second round, so he's only losing, I guess, four spots with yeah. that, losing that first pick. He could have traded a second to get a running back, maybe, or something. It'll be interesting, and we'll probably never do that deep dive into it. What his team would have looked like if, say, he traded a a third-round pick for like an average running back versus the first-round pick for Kittle, and like what his team would have looked like. Say he went third-round pick for a running back and then drafted the best available tight end in round one. Yeah, the the talent level is just not going to be there. The best available tight end at that point is probably Darren Waller, right? Let's say he's kept because he, th- he's part of the big three. So you would say it's either um, Fuckface from Baltimore or uh, Hawkinson. 
Yeah, Andrews or Hawkinson. And don't right? respect my boy Tanyan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh my god. Without Rodgers, really shove it. <laughs> oh yeah, true. So, <laughs> so anyways, I, I don't. Rodgers is still there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that you can fault Jamie for making the trade. I think he's got two very good keepers. I think you could just say like, oh well, the depth in his draft might might hurt him eventually. But fuck, what do we yeah. know? I think we spent way too much time on a team that made it very obvious yeah. for us what we his keepers were going to be. have to this one up, eh? Yeah. yeah. When we get to tough <laughs> so ones. It's, so it's Tyreek Hill and George Kittle. No disagreement amongst the three of us. Very no. obvious. That's where he's going. Yeah. All right. So, Devin, which team do you want to address next? Let's talk about Nick. Yeah. Can I start this one? So, I was trying to do some pre-search. And I went through three teams, and, and the DB Sith Lords was one of them. And I skipped over Dalvin Cook. I immediately sent him a text being like, you are fucked. You need to <laughs> trade me. Like, you need to trade with me for a keeper. And then I looked and I was like, oh, Dalvin Cook is still on his team. So he still has that stud running back. But after that, it's a complete drop off. James Conner might be the 30th ranked running back, right? Before we do that, we should also list who his top players are. Okay, yeah, give me the top players. Okay, so we got Dalvin Tyler Cook, Boyd. far and away, is his best player. Mm-hmm. Then he had Ronald Jones, who, by the way, was more than 140 points behind Dalvin Cook. And then, you're right, Tyler and Boyd and they James already, Conner. The Bucks re-signed Lenny. Yeah. And Gio Bernard. And oh. Gio Bernard. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, and then, he has Julio Jones, right? Like, Julio Jones has always been there in the back. As, is he to, me it's, to me, it's Dalvin Cook and it's Julio. Now, is this a team that needs to look for an upgrade through trade on his second keeper? Um, I wouldn't say need, especially after shipping out a first-round pick last year and running his mouth about how good Julio Jones is. (laughs) I don't know how good Julio is going to be on Tennessee, like in terms of fantasy output, right? They run the ball a ton. There's A.J. Brown, who is younger and probably more talented at this point in their careers. But Julio is still like a specimen and he's probably one of the better wide receivers that, you know, in our generation. So if he did go with Dalvin Cook and Julio Jones, it'd be hard to give him a ton of shit. Yeah, I agree. As much as I was like, holy shit, it's because I skipped over Dalvin Cook. You're right. If you don't see Dalvin Cook, it's a lot worse. (laughs) To be fair, any team that has Dalvin Cook without Dalvin Cook probably doesn't look great. But I think to me, it's Julio and Dalvin, no questions asked. And, and Julio will be he, interesting with a new team, a new system. I think there's some question marks about how it plays out, but at the end of the day, Julio Jones is Julio Jones. Yeah, and I could see an argument for Tyler Boyd if you thought Joe Burrow was 100% healthy. They seem to have a connection, no, right? They um, have T. Higgins, and then they brought in Jamar Chase. Tyler Boyd seems to be the top option in that offense right now. Soon it's going to be Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins is young and upcoming too. Holding two defenses without picking up even maybe just a chance at somebody. All right, so we got for keepers for Nick, Dalvin um, Cook and Julio Jones. Corey, I'll let you pick the next team. Let's go to the Caserta Bandits, who I are like getting it. a name change. Are they getting? Yeah, a name has change? he announced? They're supposed it? to get a name change. This one's an interesting one to me. Okay. Uh, cool. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to break oh, down no, the just, top four players. Oh, okay. Wrap it up. Sorry. It's over. I was like, yeah, it's an interesting one. And then we stopped there. His top players were oh. Amari Cooper, Antonio Gibson, Brandon Ayuk, and Russell Gage. So the drop-off is significant. 
Russell Gage scored ninety eight percent of his points in like the first five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And also to be fair, he also has OBJ. Miles Gaskin. And he picked up Damian Williams. Hey, if he yeah. comes back after he sat out the season, you never know how that'll go. Yep. We'll put him on the list. Where is Damian Williams? He signed somewhere. Oh, he's with Chicago. Yeah. I guess Miles Gaskin too. Antonio Gibson is probably the no-brainer of this group. I did read a report that his turf toe is still bugging him, mm-hmm. even though he rested it all off-season, which is kind of scary. Yeah, I saw that too. Who probably uses his toes a, a good deal? <laughs> Are toes important for a running he's back? A, he's a big toe guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, AJ. I'm going off of nothing here, but I assume he drafts like seven running backs every single year, just hoping to finally get one. So he's probably enticed by Miles Gaskin. They didn't trade, sign, or draft. What? Any running backs. I thought backs. they drafted some. Oh, yeah. No, they didn't. Eh? Oh, they didn't. They, eh? It was just like, oh, Miles is good enough. AJ's going to dominate the Miami backfield and just keep Miles Gaskin and Salvin Ahmed. Yeah. <laughs> Who are the other running backs in that? Oh, yeah. Ahmed, it, was, I guess. it was Ahmed, Gaskin, and actually the other ones on AJ's team, too, already. Oh, they signed, Mal- they, Jr. <laughs> they signed Malcolm Brown, who's uh, probably okay. their third. He's their third okay. down back. Classic third down back, wherever Now, he goes. this is where we would come in and say AJ has three first three round first picks. picks. If I'm AJ, I'm moving one of those. Or at least I'm moving some of my other pieces to try and yeah. get somebody. He's got a mid-third round pick, too. He's got two options. One, he's making a trade to really shake it up and bring in a top-flight player. Mm. Or he's going to try and trade his third for, like, someone who's just mildly better than Gaskin, who he knows is just a little more talented. Or Is there any chance AJ just says, I have three first-round picks, I have Cooper, I have Gibson, I'm rocking with those two, and he goes for it? Gross. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't personally like Cooper. I mean, Prescott's coming back, but there's seven. There's so many can, can I read you Amari Cooper's stats from last year? Because this is the thing. is You always think Amari Cooper is underwhelming, but 130 targets, 92 catches, 1,100 yards, and the reason he didn't score more points is he only had five touchdowns. And that's mm. with Dak Hurt. I understand his talent level, but it's just no matter what his situation is, he's going to give you that season like, every year. To Adib's point, I think what, if I understand what you're saying correctly, is he has two different ways he can do this. I think it's you trade one of those first round picks and get a for sure keeper that you can yeah, you get put star. alongside Antonio Gibson, where everyone's like, okay, that guy's being kept. Kind of like George Kittle. He's going to be kept no matter what team he's on. Or it's you look at your draft and you say, I have three first round picks. I think they're all back to back. So he yeah. has options. Even if he keeps both running backs, he has options to put a stranglehold on the wide receiver position or, you know, grab the next best tight end or whatever it might be. So make your prediction. What is AJ's move here? I think it's a trade. I think he takes one of those firsts and moves it for a for sure keeper. AJ is known for his complicated trades. He is the king of complexity when it comes to this. So <laughs> he's not just going to say, you have a good player. I have a first round pick. Why don't we swap those? Or and maybe give me like a fifth round pick or something like that just to make me happy. It's going to be, I'm going to give you Gibson and, you know, a conditional this plus Odell Beckham if he gets over 50 yards a game and one <laughs> one rushing attempt. He's yeah. always trying to big brain this league. It's so much easier if he just trade a first round pick for a good player, but he's probably not going to do that. I bet he's keeping Gibson and Gaskin. 
Interesting. Gibson and he's just going to, and then he's going two wide receivers. And if there's a good tight end available, he'll take a tight end or two wide receivers and a running back and, and be pretty set. Just based on how AJ's draft went last year and how his team ended up this season, I know he turned it around kind of late. I remember him being a prime trade partner for me with Gibson because he was just so upset with how his running backs were set up. And I feel like that's going to be his approach this year is like get running backs early and often. He's probably the most interesting team. I would say it's more interesting than mine because I've let it be known that I don't really want to trade a second round pick. He's got a ton of options. And I think a lot of people would be lining up to try and get a first round pick from him. First round picks can almost get you anyone you want. Almost. Yep. Corey, did you say who you think his keepers would be if he stands pat? I think it's the two running backs, yeah. Adib, you too? No, so I'm going to actually go and say AJ actually loves Amari Cooper. <laughs> he doesn't know it, but I, he does. I don't, I don't know if he does. I'm just yeah. going to predict that he does. <laughs> and I think he's going to roll with Gibson and Cooper. And honestly, I think if I were to guess, you're probably right. It's two running backs, and he'll use those first to just secure the three best receivers or two best receivers and a quarterback or one of the best quarterback, best receiver, best tight end, and then he's set. But if I were him, what I would do is trade some of those picks for someone really elite and then roll with Gibson and that elite player. But I think what he'll do is Gibson Cooper and then use those three picks. So that's my prediction. If I were him, I would Trade me three first-round picks for Kamara. Like, I literally (laughs) could have just said that for you if you wanted me to. (laughs) Yeah, suggested, please. (laughs) Would you do that? I don't know. For three picks that are unknown, I'd have to see how the keepers shake up. That would be a deal that happens literally deadline day. You're doing like a mock draft of yeah the entire first two rounds to see what the hell is going on. But at the same time, if you get three first round picks for players, you know what? Let's just do your team right now because all right, perfect. Move on to my team. Holy shit! Jesus fuck! (laughs) It is so bad. I know I said it all year, but man, it sucks. Nine and four compared to you clowns. Yeah, that's it's insane. Like actually, like it's crazy. I don't know how you did this. And you have got two, two kickers on your team, <laughs> Toothus? No, okay, so it was because I, come on, I picked it up because of the last week of the season, it didn't matter. I thought after Alvin Kamara dropped a 60 spot or whatever, I could just fill my lineup with Cleveland players, so I did. So right, your so, top players? So the top players were Patrick Mahomes, who is probably one of the quarterbacks that you could potentially keep. Him and maybe Kyler? Yeah. And then Alvin Kamara was my best player, obviously, and then it, it dropped badly. Raheem Mostert is the best running back option. And then Cooper Cup and T. Higgins are the best wide receiver options. If I'm you, I'm, well, I'm obviously keeping Kamara. And I think I'm keeping Raheem. Yeah, when Mostert plays, he's dynamic as all hell. What's annoying is San Francisco keeps adding, like, Tevin Coleman left, right? And they still replaced him with another running back. Go to hell. Just go away. Hold on, (laughs) let me check, because I forget. That was the best clip of all time. Go away. Yeah, just go away. Stop it. Uh, Stop it with your running backs. (laughs) Oh, they got Wayne Gallman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Someone who is notoriously in the background and just useful enough to mess with you. I think, and Jeff Wilson might miss, I guess, start of the season. eh? Yeah. Yeah, So Raheem is more of the guy there than he was last year. If you think of Coleman was there, what's the name of the other guy who was in Minnesota first? McKinn. Yeah, oh, Jared Jared McKinnon. McKinnon, yeah. Yeah, Jarek McKinnon. And then it was Jeff Wilson Jr. He was the fourth. I think Mostert is 
now the go-to there. I think Gallman's a good running back, but I don't think he's the running back. But then uh, they so. love to fuck with you even more, right? Where Debo Samuel gets some touches. He gets like three rushes gets a some game. Touches. Yeah. They're throwing all sorts of crazy shit at you all the time. George Kittle. <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk runs one in the fullback. And I got to ask you, if you're keeping Mostert, are you afraid that Trey Lance comes in too? So another that's mobile what I was going to ask you guys. And then... Does it matter if Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance is starting at quarterback? I think so. I think it does. And so if Trey Lance is the starter, does that ruin Mostert as a keeper? I don't think it ruins him, but who are you keeping over him? The yeah, option's either trade. Mostert or a trade. I think that's yeah, obvious, like you're, right? you're trading. Yeah, then you got to trade. Oh, and if what's look out there your... for someone who doesn't have a second round pick? Yeah, that's tricky because you don't have a second, so you'd be getting rid of either your first, which I can't imagine you want to do, and then you're trading your third. It's just tough when you're already out of a pretty high draft pick. So you're trading your third for, I would imagine, a running back, and then then you'd pick a top wide receiver in your first round, and then you'd just try and pray. So what are your predictions? I don't think you're going to make a move. I think no. you're going to keep Kamara and... Rain. And Mostert, yeah. And I'd be happy with that, too. I mean, you've watched enough Mostert. Have you kept him? Did you keep him last offseason? No, no. He was my first-round pick last okay. season, I think, or second. Did you kept have Mahomes. him? He kept Mahomes. Did you have think. him on your team last year? No. Huh. I was going to say, oh, you have a history with him, but I guess you don't. Every time I think of Raheem Mostert, I think of just ripping off huge plays. like big. Yeah, man. I love watching him. Every and every time I watch him, I get so hyped. This guy is so explosive, so dynamic, and he's fast. He can run people over. He's so fun to watch, but... Yeah, but he's a lemon. Yeah, he'll yeah. get hurt every third game. Oh, stop <laughs> signing running backs. <laughs> stop it. I wonder why they do that. So, hey, Kamar and Raheem, lock it in. Okay, Send it in to the commission. You guys are both predicting that's what's going to happen? Send it in. We're going well, to the, the bank whole, robbers. But the whole reason that we flipped over to the parole models was to talk about, is he going to trade Alvin Kamara? So you guys can discuss that because... And the only reason I was going to say that was how do you not trade a player for three... Man, you'd have so much actual depth. And I guess my question... But he's where an I was irreplaceable going with player that, is the is problem. He, yeah, is like he's, yeah, he's a top two, three player in the entire league by like a wide margin. But do you care more about having one or two elite options or are you guys building your team on just like, I have a solid everything. Can I answer this for you? Or is this yeah. a general question? If you're general, asking a deep, he's 100%. He's just bluffing. He's just <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to trade Kamara's bullshit. <laughs> it's complete bullshit. Look at his roster, Dufresne. Look at his roster. <laughs> he's 9-4 and four because of Alvin Kamara. In terms of building, would you rather have depth? There's no chance a deep would rather have depth with <laughs> Marvin Hall. No, no. Hold on, but, hold on. Marvin Hall was one of those players that the last week who was added just because he like, was on the Browns, okay? No, so no I'll, <laughs> I'll say this. This is the scenario that I'm thinking about. He gets three first-round picks from AJ okay. for Alvin Kamara. Okay. He could, if he truly wanted to, keep Mahomes and Mostert, mm-hmm. and then he's got four first-round picks. You don't think he can do some damage? I know Adib sucks at drafting. Even he couldn't Lies. fuck that one up. I don't suck at drafting. You drafted Isaiah Peed in the second That round. was one time in yeah. my first or second yeah. year, and you forget that this league has 60 running backs. Know, 60 running backs kept a year. So what I, were my I wouldn't options? be able to do it, if, but, but I know that, I know that my guy Adib loves to trade, and to dangle out an Alvin Kamara is just like a fun thing to do, right? 
But if AJ was like, you know what? Fine. I would give you three first round picks. Then Adid is kind of just like, oh shit. It's kind of real because that's probably the only package that someone could send him other than another elite player. Yeah, unless they want to pick. do something with Dalvin Cook. And then what do we do? We trade Alvin Kamara for Dalvin Cook straight yeah. up and then we're yeah. in the same spot. Well, that's what me and Corey did with our elite kickers. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. We got shit on for it. Yeah. Here comes full circle. <laughs> Anyways, it'll be fun. But yeah, I don't think you're doing anything. And I think we can move on. I will yeah. say this. I have been teasing that whole, if AJ were to dangle Gibson and some of those first, that would be very, very enticing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I didn't even think about it. Whereas just the picks, then I still do have, you're right, Mahomes and Mostert and maybe... Mahomes and Mossard and four first-round picks? You're right. I'm pretty happy with that. So we'll see. It, it could be an interesting offseason for me yet. But it but, won't be. But okay. probably not. Because <laughs> I don't think AJ wants to move all three picks. Hey, if Wayne Gretzky can get traded. We'll see. If, AJ, if AJ hears this and makes the call, <laughs> then, then we'll have to think about it. Let's call all right, where do you guys robbers. want to go next? Are they still the bank robbers? No, they're the Laurier bank No, robbers. he's the... No, the Laurier uh, Oh, yeah, he change. changed them. Conatum yeah, Wolves. Oh, right, the Wolves. Oh, yeah. Sick logo. Big bucks for that logo. All right, do you um, want to give yeah, us a rundown? The, yeah, the corrupt commissioner, his keepers, he's got... Oh, God, I almost left someone out because he missed Fucking most of the year. defenses. Yeah. So Christian McCaffrey is his top yeah. running back. James Robinson is his second-best running back. And then his two best receivers, both scoring over 200 points last season, were DeAndre Hopkins and Robert Woods. Man, good for Robert Woods. I'm a big Robert Woods guy. You are a big Robert Woods guy. Yeah, yeah you I love like, Robert Woods. I like Robert Woods. Now, yeah. there's one outlier um, I'll also kind of want to mention, because Jonu Smith signed with the Patriots this offseason, and we know they love tight ends. So now, it would be a huge gamble, but is he worth considering in that elite tight end tier, or does he have to prove it first? He's no. Gotta, no. He has to prove to be in the second tier. You think? Yeah. I think he's easily yeah. second tier, no? No. I like Jonu. I like Jonu Smith, but don't they have, like, three elite tight ends right now? They signed a buddy from that played for the Chargers, too. Yeah, Hunter Henry. Yeah, Hunter, Hunter Henry. Henry. And then they brought That's Aguilar over. And I think who, if there is... Who the fuck I don't cares? Think, Mac Jones? <laughs> I don't Newton? think there's a dark horse out of there, but... So let's I don't focus know. on I those don't, top guys. Yeah, okay. I think from a keeper perspective, it's no-brainer. McCaffrey and Hopkins. Yeah. Really, no-brainer. You know James Robinson scored the exact same amount of points as Hopkins. Yeah, they also at, drafted a running back. In the, in the second round, round. true. The first right, round, right. Yeah. right? They did draft him. They drafted Travis. I don't know. Like, to me, it's, a, round, it's like a, a no-brainer. Hopkins is the best. He didn't even have that great. I mean, he had a ton of yards, but only six touchdowns. Is that yeah. historically a little low for him? I don't know for sure, but I would say yeah, yes. Right. Six doesn't seem that. High Either way, I think like Kyler's just getting better. Yeah, that team's going to be humming along pretty well on offense. Look, James Robinson had a good rookie year. They drafted the running back. He might get some work. They were saying that him and Carlos Hyde are going to be their first and second downs, and then Etienne's going to be their third down back. Etienne's what? maybe a wide receiver, too. Well, they're lining right. him up at wide receiver because their head coach is a jackass. <laughs> now, when you said Dark Horse and you brought up Jonu Smith, I thought you were going to talk about Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. But why would I? Mike Davis only had all those points because he was Christian McCaffrey's back. Yeah, Mike Davis is in Atlanta, the... and he's the only running back yeah. there. Okay, fine. Let's talk about Mike Davis. Is Mike Davis an option? A D was no. like looking up, like where the fuck did Mike Davis? Uh, I wasn't gonna bring it up because I was <laughs> no like, I don't think you keep him, but I think he's no. definitely a trade target for people. I put Mike Davis and he's the, a risky trade, but he's like you, the if... Kareem Hunt, Josh Jacobs, Miles Gaskin, Montgomery. You put Josh Jacobs and Montgomery down there. 
I would put them higher, but I think I that too. if you're looking to trade a late third or like a fourth round pick to take a chance on a guy, he might be your target. Do you know who the second running back is on the depth chart in Atlanta? <laughs> it's Corderell Patterson. So Sick. to me, I don't know. I didn't want to hype up Mike Davis too much, but I think he's I think he's definitely a strong trade target for people. All right, so the predictions were McCaffrey and Hopkins and call it a day. Yeah, yep. I don't think he's going to stray from that. Do we want to do Corey? Because Corey's is very interesting. Sure. Hold on, let me open this drink finally. <sighs> what was it? Just a blonde oh, partake. You know what? If anyone's oh, nice. going to sponsor us, it's probably going to be partake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about Corey's top players. And he's got a lot of keeper options, I would say. we got Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Darren Waller. Kenyon Drake and Miles Sanders as his top five guys. And then he also had Michael Thomas, who missed most of the year. What do you guys think? This is a tough one. You would love to trade a few guys here. I think you have to pick a running back, and I think that running back is going to be Miles Sanders. You paid a decent price for him. You lucked out and you got Jefferson as well. Miles Sanders. Jesus. Well, you didn't know exactly what you were getting from him when you made that trade. And I want to say that we were having conversation. Maybe we can go back and, you know, have our admin staff look at it. But maybe I even <laughs> suggested that you get Jefferson as your guy. Maybe. And then I think it really comes down to not so much your preference of the players, but whoever isn't traded. Right? Like Diggs, Jefferson, yeah. Waller. That's... I don't think Thomas will get a ton of action. I think Thomas is going back in the pool. I don't think you can get something for him because the injury history... But... And the fact that I'm happy his quarterback to... is what is it going to be Hill or is it going to be? Jameis? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not just like blowing smoke. But here you I'm, are blowing smoke. Yeah. It's, if I'm trading, players. I'm fine to trade. Like if people are willing to trade for Diggs and Jefferson, I'm fine to keep Michael Thomas. It's not like if I get decent return for those guys, I'm not mad at keeping Michael Thomas. Okay. Do you keep Thomas? But I think I probably you don't keep, keep Darren Thomas Waller. Over Waller. Yeah. No. Now the question is. I don't think anyone is going to be trading a high pick for Darren Waller. I just think he just doesn't have that pedigree kind this of This is the year him. it happens for him. I think this so. Is I think this the is year. the year he's every pro fantasy footballer guy has him in there as a top three. I honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do. Adib, what do you think? If you stand pat, I think you just go with the two receivers and call it a day with Stefan Diggs and Justin Jefferson. But I also know we've talked, and I know you are very active talking to other people. I think you move one of them. I would say you keep one out of Diggs or Jefferson, and probably try and trade another one out of Waller and Thomas. Like I said, I don't think you get anything for Thomas. I think you can get something for Waller. And then you end up keeping, let's say, so one of those receivers, and you keep Miles Sanders. I'm so unsure about what to do. Like, I'm fine trading any of them, really. You know what you're getting in digs. Jefferson seems like he's going to be elite. It was his rookie year. They have sophomore slumps. Who knows what's going on in yeah. Minnesota with Kirk Cousins. Is he QB proof? I don't know. You end up trading digs, and then you're going to keep Jefferson and Sanders. Even though you want an elite tight end, you, you can't go in again with no running backs. Actually, remind me of your pick situation, though. You have two first-round picks, no? No. I have one first and one second. I moved all those picks trying to make the playoffs, and I think I missed out on points four. Tragic. 
Yeah, so I think you're going to end up keeping Jefferson and then Sanders because you need a running back. That's just a no-brainer in this league. I'm picking and... fourth, though. You know what? I'm changing yeah. my mind. I think you're keeping Jefferson and Waller. You're moving Diggs, and you'll get your running backs through the draft. That's where I'm going. I'm struggling with what to do. I honestly, I have no clue. And I the think... thing is, sucks is, I mean, everybody's in the same boat, but it's not knowing who's going to be in the draft hurts a bit. Devin, give me your prediction, and then we'll move to the next team. Yeah, I think he's going Jefferson and Sanders. Let's talk about Cosgrove. He's fun, too. Give us a quick rundown. His top players were Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, and I want to say those are the only ones worth mentioning. Joe Mixon, too. And then oh, Joe and Joe Mixon, right. Ball. He was perfect. Who everyone in the fantasy world has fallen in love with again this year. Yeah, think once again. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, so I'll give you a quick rundown of Cosgrove's headspace. But now, this was a couple weeks ago, so he's a new dad. He hasn't slept. He's probably not thinking straight. He's so excited delirious. to see the binder he brings this year and what it's going like, <laughs> yeah. to give it. It's just going to, he's going to pull a Pearson and just bring like the magazine. Yeah, he's going to be a little lost out there. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor is the no brainer. And then he loves his running backs. I think he's pretty spooked right now with Josh Jacobs and Las Vegas signing Kenyon Drake. And not because he thinks Kenyon Drake is better than Josh Jacobs, but he just doesn't know what the fuck John Gruden is thinking. So he's going to go Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon. He's going to look at the rankings in that magazine that's probably printed in April. And it's going to say Joe Mixon is top 10 running back. And he's just going to say, perfect, I'll keep those two. Yeah, I think it's Taylor and Mixon too. And the only one I'm going to ask you is, Josh Allen, I believe, finishes the number one fantasy player in terms of points. Is there any chance he just keeps a quarterback? No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. I just think that there's no history of him ever keeping a quarterback, and the quarterback yeah, position is so, so deep this year. So I'll say he'll just go Taylor and Jacobs. Let's go to the Mystics, the championship Mystics. The champion. Who, when looking at his team, they won the championship. But We were talking about this before we started recording, and we were so close to him not even making the playoffs with him losing five of the last six weeks of the regular season, and he snuck in there, and look what happened. His team... You got to remember the trade was basically Todd Gurley for Sanders and Jefferson. I know Corey gave a first round pick, but in terms of actual players, if you add those two and take out Gurley, his team looks absolutely stacked. All right. So the interesting players for Noel, he's got Calvin Ridley, Aaron Jones, Edward Hilaire. I was looking through the list and I missed Those are the three. And I think it's Jones and CEH. I was going to add Calvin Which is tough. I think Ridley's probably a top five wide receiver this year. That's the only tricky part. Ridley with the Julio Jones trade probably moves up a lot of the rankings. He's already one of the best wide receivers now. Mm-hmm. He's the true number one. So I do think Noel is leading with his running backs because he did yeah. say that Calvin Ridley is available. Yeah, I think it's Jones and CEH. I think Ridley might bite him in the ass. Yeah, it's just one of those things where wide receivers are plentiful, especially in our redraft. You're not getting Jones or CEH. And both of them, I mean, Jones is productive and still decently young. Just signed a new contract with Green Bay. And CEH is young and plays for the Chiefs. How do you not love that potential? And he's so young. You've got to think he's a keeper for multiple seasons if he continues to improve. It's one of those things, you go double running back so you know you're safe. And then you can really just pick top player available every round and probably mm-hmm. be happy. That makes sense to me. So I agree with you. Two running backs. Corey, you're in on that? Yep. All right, let's move to the next team. You want to talk about my shitty team? 
Yep. Top players, Antonio Brown, uh, Michael <laughs> Gallup, uh, Sony Michelle. If you sort by highest, actually, it it's Baker, Baker fucking Mayfield. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. So, Baffle Insider t- tweeted your keepers, and he had Austin Eckler and Baker Mayfield as your keepers. I know, <laughs> so Which is awesome. That's just it. awesome. It's so good, man. Kaya, do you give us the top players? Well, you guys just kind of ran down them, but it's actually... Chase Claypool was his best position player. Gross. Kill me. Oh, let me let Two me years in a row. Before Two years get... in a row is going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Hold on a second. What if this guy keeps Chase Claypool no, I'll, and no. drafts Najee Harris? Would that put a strain on your relationship, you think? I just couldn't do that. I've already expressed uh, how much I hate Chase Claypool, <laughs> despite being his absolute biggest fan for the first seven weeks oh my god he was canadian that's automatic the two of you were blowing it the two of you were blowing (laughs) so hard nickname of mapletron he was coming out with new merch that looked unbelievable and then he turned out to be just the biggest just the worst yeah he's such a jackass i knew it the second they drafted (laughs) rounding out devin's top players is chase edmonds michael gallup austin eckler yeah, yeah, that's it. Stop, stop. <laughs> so, Emmanuel Trubisky, Nicole Hardman. Um, He's very fast. Yeah, I think very fast. I think it's Eckler, and it's obviously a trade. Yeah, I think you're right. Obviously, I don't Eckler think that you trade. have way too many second round picks. Emphasis on second round pick to not make a trade. And you still have your first, so yeah, yeah. trading overall. the second doesn't cost you. Oh, first yeah, overall. first overall. That's right. Of course you have. And it's it. like how many second round well, picks? Pick is already in, but how yeah. many second round picks? Is it five oh or six? Like it's Stop five. being so cheap. One, two, three, four. Stop five. being so cheap yeah. and make a trade. So I have five, and then I have the first in the third as well. Like literally, if you just dangled a second round pick to somebody, one of the five you had, you'd have your keepers done. Yeah, I don't want to though. Who are you gonna get though? That's in the second round. That is better than one of those guys. He doesn't want to give up the second. It makes no sense. Why would I give up the second when I can give up the third? Because you can get the best keeper available, who would be one of the top three picks in the draft, and then you still have your first round pick to get that next guy. Who am I giving George up George Kittle. Get? I don't, yeah, I didn't want Kittle, though. One of Chris's running backs, I don't know. Yeah, but, okay, so I think one of the things, and I don't know if we planned on talking about this, but the number of rosters that we've ran through and said, this guy absolutely needs to make a trade. You even said AJ's probably happy with Miles Gaskin. Jamie just made his trade. It's literally There's... me. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah. we said but that you we said AJ's to, happy with and... that. Not that he should be happy. He shouldn't be happy with that. There's no way Miles Gaskin Gaskin's should actually fine. be kept. But he could be. I think he'd be fine. He's the lead running back for our, an improving team, a potential playoff team. Come on, I don't man. Know. I don't think it's the worst. But okay, so say AJ needs to make a trade. And then I need to make a trade. Jamie's already made the trade. Other than that, we haven't said anyone else is in a dire strait. Now, we have said Corey's got seven guys he needs to trade. We'll talk about his <laughs> team next, but he's probably got another three, four guys. Talk about Boyle's team, he's probably got three, four guys. Yeah. So all of a sudden, there's 12 to 15 guys I could trade for. Why am I trading a second round pick? Now, if there's a guy I Because truly... there's 14 teams. All of those guys are going in the first round. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not going to trade a pick. I'm just saying I'm going to trade my third round pick. <laughs> and I'm going to be able to get... That's, and that's so, why Corey's saying so you're you being cheap. <laughs> well, I am, but it's because I'm able to. So, you know, if Noel truly wants to trade Calvin Ridley, is he not going to say yes to my third round pick? He's going to be like, no, I really need the last pick. I'm probably not. I don't know. It depends. Like, I'm definitely not trading Diggs for a third. And that's fine. But then you have to keep him. 
Yeah, or I could then, just let him go to the draft. Yeah, so and which is fine, and then he gets. I, I would actually pick. laugh at you if you let Diggs go to the draft. Yeah, just be and then silly, he's why? Because then, you're never gonna get him, and you got no what's, asset back. Adib, what's a third round pick gonna do? But what is nothing gonna do? You have nothing <laughs> yeah. otherwise. It's it, gonna, but it adds more depth to the draft. Those guys are just gonna push back down to the third round anyway. Come on, it's one spot. You're not pushing Diggs back a spot in the draft. You're pushing I'll, some trash I'll player say this. back a spot. In the I'll draft. say this: if you take the first pick in the third round you probably have your pick of the tier two tight ends and probably any quarterback not named patrick mahomes right so you're moving instead of losing nothing instead of losing nothing you you're getting waller back maybe waller's probably going earlier no way or it's i'm picking fourth overall Diggs is Diggs goes back into the draft if i don't get the running back Okay, so then one of the running backs I want drops to me. I guess for you, it's specifically because you have the fourth pick. For anyone else who's later, if you're picking, if you're one of the semifinalists or finalists last season, you make that trade. It's just also like, it's just also when you're making these trades, you also have to consider that you're making other teams better. That's all I'm saying. For all the different players, and we haven't gone through Boyle's team or Sheehan's team, but Mm -hmm. when we go through all the guys that are going to go back into the draft, if you guys refuse to trade me any of those picks that's fine because it makes my five second round picks that much better so by releasing all these guys because you're stubborn and you don't want the first pick in the third round you'd rather the last pick in the second round or some shit like that you're just gonna make my team even better take my pick or not potentially but either way either way one i'm gonna if they drop to the second round pick sure if they drop to the second round but that's what i'm saying is Diggs is gonna go second overall and that just funnels everyone back I will say what it does is Devin refusing to trade his seconds. If it causes a holdup in all these trades, the real winners are all of us who are holding picks at the end of the first round. We win the most because we're getting one of those top guys who should be a keeper, but isn't. So hold on to all your second picks. I'm totally happy with it. I just think you shouldn't. (laughs) But one person is going to trade me that pick. So what's the difference if you're like, oh, you should have traded the second round pick for Josh Jacobs instead of getting what AJ Brown or David Montgomery or Chris Carson. One of these guys is going to drop and finally be traded to me. So we say Eckler and a trade for (laughs) Devin. Which team are we talking about next? Let's do the two interesting, the Sheehan and the Boyle. Adib, you're the boss, you pick. All right, let's do Colin first. So Colin, I think, has a lot of interesting players. We could start with, he's got Devontae Adams. He's got David Montgomery, A.J. Brown, Ezekiel Elliott. So it's Zeke and Adams. Zeke I think that's, and Adams, okay. I think A.J. Brown takes a bit of a hit with Julio, mm-hmm. but I'd say it's similar to the Calvin Ridley situation. Or thinks Justin Jefferson sort of tier sucks to let this guy go, but have to. I'm sure we're in agreement. Devontae Adams, more to luck. There's no way you don't trade him. He's the number one receiver. You have to keep him. Yep, yep. And then... There's there no any... way you're trade. There's no way you're trading Zeke or letting him go. So there's no chance David Montgomery is his keeper. No, in my mind, Zeke is still a top five running back. Yeah, with Prescott coming back, I think yeah. he can. I don't know if he's a top five, but yeah, he's definitely a yeah, very a very good option. Right now, but... It would have to be one of those things where someone just comes over the top for Zeke, and then as a uh, consolation, he goes, "I'll take all those picks or whatever it is, and I'll keep David Montgomery." Yep, it's McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, and then you can tier Zeke with Aaron Jones, Think Saquon, Nick, number one, but Nick Chubb, yeah, you leave out like Nick all Chubb, those guys. We're talking about fantasy football. No, I agree with you there. I don't think there's any way he doesn't go Adams and Zeke unless he gets blown away by an offer for Zeke. 
And I think yep. right now he's probably not getting fair value for Devontae Adams. Like even if he's washy on him because who knows what Aaron Rodgers is going to do, True. no one's going to give him enough to be okay with trading him. I mean, I tried during the season last season and it did not work. Yeah. And Wait, it was a lot. Because he's, oh, he's scoring. <laughs> yeah, he was amazing. He's so good. I was, I was desperate. I was like, even if this season goes straight to shit, I get to start next season with Alvin Kamara and Devontae yeah. Adams. I feel amazing. <laughs> but, but this is my point when, you know, we were just all yelling at each other or you guys were yelling at me and yelling back. <laughs> Montgomery and Brown are up for trade. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So. Yeah, dude. No, there's lots of options for him. Just trying to like give a different perspective on it. And no, and I completely agree with you. What I'm just saying is that not everyone can just say, you know what, I don't want a third round pick because I bet if you look through our drafts, some real studs end up being in the third round. Sure. I absolutely love the third round. Interesting. Because the third round is the one most commonly traded out of. I don't have the actual well, stat, but, but that's I know just for a because fact that's, that's what if, every offseason. That's what a keeper went for. Yeah, every offseason, that's what people offload for their, their one they, extra keeper. Now they go for first. Let's go to Creek Crossing. So his top players, and he has a few, surprisingly his receivers, despite his glut of running backs. So Tyler Lockett, Allen Robinson, and then he's got Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, Chris Godwin is a really good player, George Kittle he had, but is now gone already, and then Cam Akers, and fringe, if you want to consider it, Terry <laughs> McLaurin. I just listed off seven guys. Terry McLaurin's going in the first round. I yeah, think. yeah. I think anyone's rushing out to trade for him. That's fair. I don't think so either. I, what could you give up? Are you going to give up a fourth? Yeah, that's it. Scary Terry or, or Mike Bill Thomas? Scary Terry or Allen Robinson? It's Allen Robinson. Allen, Allen Robinson is very Scary good. Terry or Who's the Robert quarterback Woods? for McLaren? Is it Fitzpatrick? Yes. In yeah. Washington? Yeah. That would, that's fun. That is Scary fun. Terry or... Fitz, scary Terry or Amari Cooper. That's amazing. That, Cooper. I don't know if it's a for sure. Oh, that's easy Cooper. It was easy Cooper Terry, with friggin' Dalton as his quarterback. It's definitely Scary Cooper Terry or Michael Thomas? Mm. Michael Thomas is obviously the better player. Is he the better fantasy player? I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just putting him in. I, I will say... Ask so, me at the end of can the you year. ask me at the end of the year? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think he goes... I don't know, what I'm trying to okay, say so is I, don't, I think he goes it? running back. Is he keeping two running backs? Yes. yes. He's keeping Cam Akers. Cam Akers He's got and the Nick biggest hard-on for that guy. And yeah. then how do you not keep Nick Chubb? He's a huge Browns guy, and Chubb is just a fucking freak. The only way he doesn't keep Nick Chubb is if Devin does, comes in with some offer. And I'm not. Like, and if you're nothing, not... One, I'm mad at you for not. Him. Well, there's nothing I can give. Like, I'm not giving him the first overall pick. Could you not give him some of those seconds? We keep going back to this. Yeah. You don't want to trade seconds, but Nick Chubb, man. <laughs> sure, but how many? I, I don't know what the number is. He's More say, than two? Me, like, two or more? He's going to say, give me four or five of them. No, he's or he's nice. just going to say, no, I don't want... I want my elite running backs. Yeah, and I'll maybe. be like, yeah, I can't blame you for that. Have you at least broached the question? Way back. Way back, near the end of the year, we were talking about stuff because he was talking about how he really likes Cam Akers and how he really does prefer having a tight end, like a high-quality tight end, so he can just plug and play and not have to worry about it. Right. So we didn't really talk about price tags, but it was like, hey, Nick Chubb could be available. But now I don't, I don't think... Uh, I don't think that's the case now. The only no. thing I'll say about Cam, and it's probably because I'm the guy who traded him, is Henderson Jr. is still there. I know Malcolm Brown's gone, but the way what's-his-face McVay deploys his running backs, it's a gong it's a show headache. sometimes. Yeah. I know Cam was like the absolute workhorse down the stretch down in the playoffs stretch, and whatever, yeah. but he couldn't, like literally from the first game, I was like, I don't know how this guy's not getting the ball, how this guy's getting the ball. Maybe they were just saving him. I don't know. 
but I would just, there's a little piece of me. Trust me, if I had Cam Akers, I would be keeping him. I think there would just be like a little bit of doubt in my mind with that going on. Yeah, the way he talks about Cam Akers is that he's the new Jesus. I wouldn't label him that by any stretch. Yeah, but Sean McVay or Devin? (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm talking like, but Cam, I think he should be labeled as that if he was for sure going to be deployed. I I think ceiling ceiling could be elite, floor could be pretty low. Average. I would say like average. RB like, 16 to 20, maybe? Yeah, I like, I don't Which still think... isn't terrible to have, so... No, I would love to have him, and I don't think that there's a risk of him flatlining and being a no. complete bust, but I don't know if he's better than Nick Chubb. If he yeah. was going to trade one of them, you know, it would probably be Akers. I don't think he's trading yeah. any of them. I don't know if he can get anything for any of these wide receivers, which sucks, because well, they're all very good. That's why I did the Michael Thomas comparison. Like oh, you guys said, this. Michael Thomas wasn't getting traded. How many? So we'll say Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin. Chris are they Carson. all? I'm just talking the wide receivers. Those oh, okay. three are they all first round picks? I don't think Godwin is. Draw the line after no. McLaurin. I think Lockett, Robinson, and McLaurin you can get first round, and then yeah. Godwin probably slips. Godwin's back on your team next year. Yeah. So yeah, we're talking cool. about potential wide receivers being available for the first round. Calvin Ridley, Stephon Diggs. We haven't gone to DK yet. Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown. Michael Thomas, Gary Terry, Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, Amari Cooper, <laughs> CD Lamb, Mike I Evans. Think, I think you're like, just making the case it's foolish to keep a receiver at this point. These are all guys. Like, no one should be keeping a receiver. These, are, these are all guys that probably get drafted ahead of Chris Godwin, for sure. Yeah. The crazy thing is that half of those guys are going to go after Mike Davis, which is bananas to me. I guess that's just the way fantasy football works, and especially in our league where running backs are just an absolute... In our league. So anyways, say a Chris Carson. Devin's not trading me third-round pick and giving me Chris Carson. So I think we spent this much time on Devin just because it's interesting of how many players he has to throw back into the pool, but in terms of predicting his keepers, there's no mystery here. He's already announced it. It's Chubb and it's Cam Akers. Let's go to Pepsi land. For his top players, he's got Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey, DK Metcalf, Kareem Hunt, and that's where I'll draw the line. It's Henry and Kelsey. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, you keep the DK. number one tight end. You keep the number one potentially running back. Yeah. And DK's going back to the draft. DK, Kareem Hunt, Kenny Galladay. That's another really interesting player that's going to get thrown back in the pool, or someone should be making a move for There's some teams that are sitting for sure on one keeper. How do you not go for DK? That was easy. Well, the <laughs> only thing I'll say about DK is we've listed now like 12 different wide receivers that are all pretty awesome and i don't think anyone would laugh at if they ended up being kept it just depends on the price tag and yeah is james in the Corey camp of wanting a premium price tag or is he willing to let him go like he let tyree kill i'll trade a fifth round pick for dk metcalf james yep. if you're listening and if it's fourth round pick you want for dk i'll take it to me up as soon as you hear this let's go to broke back this one's game. interesting as shit yeah, yeah but for not the reasons we want it to be Oh, okay. So his top scoring players were Keenan Allen, C.D. Lamb, Juju Smith-Schuster, and DeAndre Swift. And now I'm looking down the list, though, and Zach Moss is another interesting player. And I don't know I enough. I think that's it. No. Yeah, I don't know enough about the Bills and like their backfield to comment on like a Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. What the hell is going on there? Could you ever keep a Bills running back, given what you know Josh <laughs> Allen is going to do? They have Matt Breda, too. So I'd say Zach Moss probably not an option. So let's eliminate I would Zach Moss. S- I would I'd say DeAndre Swift for sure. One, maybe top five name in the entire league. 
and he's the only viable running back on Brent's team. Correct. Swift is captain that gets a toss up between Allen and Lamb and who he likes better. I don't think he needs to make a trade unless he desperately wants a running back. He'll go with Allen just because of the name. To me, you can let Allen and Lamb, his two top receivers, you can probably let those guys go back in the draft and you could probably get one of them in the second round. Is Watson an option? Deshaun Watson? No. No, is he playing? I don't know. To finish what I was getting at, though, I think you can probably, like, if he wanted to upgrade at running back, like, I don't know if he has picks or whatever, but he could probably make a trade for one. DeAndre's good. I think he'll probably be the top 20 back, but I don't know. If he did want to upgrade, I think he could. That's what I'm trying to say. So Brent has an extra third and an extra fourth. So he certainly can. He's just got to find the right dance partner, right? Yep. Is the upgrade from Keenan Allen to a DK Metcalf, is that worth a third, a third round, round pick? pick? That's what I'm saying for like a running back. Detroit also has Jamal Williams now, and Jamal Williams is not a schmuck. Nope. They also drafted two running backs. Yeah. So. I think DeAndre Swift is like I enough agree. DeAndre that, Swift that is for he's sure going to get the back. ball, but yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That's a, It's an interesting... I think he's going to keep DeAndre Swift this year. I think he kind of has to. And Jared Goff is the quarterback there now. How stacked are those boxes going to be? I don't have the answer. For <laughs> so is there any I mean, chance DeAndre that he doesn't Swift, go Swift? Or is it just like running backs are too important? You he have traded to traded for Swift too, right? Like near the he end did, of the he year? He did trade for Swift, yeah. Depends how much work he wants to put in testing the waters. But in terms of a running back, unless you're looking for a significant upgrade where you're trying to pry away someone's already established keeper, Chris Carson or DeAndre Swift? It's Chris Carson. Hands down, you think Chris think Carson so. for sure is going to have a better year? I think so. Injuries? I might be a little blinded, but yeah, I think so. I'll, I'll, put them I'll like throw right this, this wrinkle then. If DeAndre Swift and Chris Carson have similar years this year, and they're both good, you're keeping Swift again next year. He's young enough, right? Like right. He's a viable yep. keeper for multiple years. How much mileage does Carson have left? You're right. So I think, if you ask me again next season, I'd probably flip. Yeah, so I think Brent sees Swift potentially as a multi-year keeper yeah. that hopefully keeps improving. So I think he's worth the risk. The only question is, does he want another running back to kind of mitigate some of that risk? Maybe he can pick up a Chris Carson, then he goes Swift Carson. Right. But, but if he kept CeeDee Lamb or Keenan Allen. So I like the point you just made about the multi-year keeper aspect. So I'm actually going to say he goes Lamb and Swift. Keenan Allen's getting up there too. Yep. yep. So if he went Lamb and Swift, he could have keepers for multiple. Potentially, yeah. Like a half dozen years easy. Injuries always yep. play a big part and stuff, but that's the way it's trending. So we got two teams left, both interesting for very different reasons. Let's do Chris first. We only have the big guys I left. think you're right. Down to our final team. Let's talk about the big guys. Big, big guys. His big best guys. player, obviously, is Saquon Barkley. Yep. Other options, I guess, for keepers are Lamar Jackson, Brandon Cooks, Cole Beasley, and J.K. Dobbins. He loves J.K. He's keeping J.K. I think the way J.K. ended the season, he's in love with him. He kind of kept him out of the fishbowl. True. And then Saquon is a stud. I feel like it was four days after he tore his ACL, he was already squatting more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I hit him up about Diggs. He's a Buffalo fan. He's going to want to upgrade his keepers. J.K. is his guy. Mm-hmm. J.K. is his guy. Oh, he told you for it's sure. Saquon and, it's Saquon and J.K. Okay. There you go. I don't know if I'm disappointed by that, but I, I kind of expected that to be the case just because I know in the past he's definitely been the type of guy who would go all in with, hey, I'm trading three picks for a dude. 
and see where it goes. But over the last year, he's kind of changed his tune and he's now more like, I'm going to build through the draft. And he's become a lot more reluctant to trade picks. I'm going to tell you what Pearson's entire strategy is. Draft as many rookie, <laughs> rookie running, running backs, backs. <laughs> and hope one eventually hits. Yeah. Like Gibson and Cam Akers. Imagine yeah. drafting those two. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone but, do that last year? Yeah, me. <laughs> I think he knows that. I, yeah. I did. I think that, yeah. because we've made fun of you seven straight episodes. <laughs> okay. Spanning the course of 10 months. <laughs> yeah. You fucked okay. up. We get it. So, J.K. Dobbins, Saquon Barkley, that rounds out our keeper predictions. I think that's all we have to talk about. So, I hope everyone enjoyed this off-season episode. See you guys all again next time. Hey, can we make a quick plug that the first guy who comes out with a mock draft might be seeing an invite onto the pod? That's a little, like, nudge? Like, guys, get your fucking typewriters going here. Yeah, it'd be nice for somebody else to hold the weight every once in a while. The amount of content that comes out like, of the Unbaffled crew is quite staggering. So Yeah, Brent's the only guy off the hook because he runs all the Twitter <laughs> accounts. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Devin made that open invitation. So The shitty thing is, is that AJ is usually the first guy out with a mock draft. But considering we're still waiting on you know the other 90% of those gifts that he made. <laughs> Don't get me started hold, on that. Not I'm a hold so in my breath yeah. there. Nick's been designing a logo since 2020. 2020 yeah. so. Hey guys, don't forget to go to baffle.ca where Mr. Sheehan updated it once and then threw it to the fucking dumpster. Devin, really. can I ask you, did AJ end up, did he release the GIF for you? No. Okay, so he did these Marvel GIFs and you and I are somehow, we have not seen ours yet of all the people in this league. Did he do well, Noel? He did do Noel, yeah. I think. That's racist. So yeah. If, called if, out, AJ. So AJ, we're calling you out. We want to see those GIFs release them to the public. The public wants to see it. And I'll reiterate Devin's open invitation. First person who puts out a mock draft for Baffle, you are invited to join us on the podcast to talk about your analysis and why the mock draft will play out the way it will. Yeah. King Stay Kings will design an exclusive t-shirt for you. <laughs> mock, mock draft king or something we'll figure it out we'll work with our leading sponsor we'll get you some uh, paraphernalia yeah. and then or, the other I get thing an executive too, producer shirt sure hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the final thing that probably the most important thing is if you think Corey is dumb and you want the first pick in the third round for one of your guys <laughs> that you're just going to release into the draft if you have a good head on your shoulders you know my number hit me up this whole episode, no wonder you were so torqued up to get this done. The whole time, you're just like, you just postured the entire time. This is dragging. I love how we've already said goodbye, and then we're going to talk for another <laughs> yeah, time. Okay, right? let's go. <laughs> no, 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 because this is the most fun thing. Like, these strategies, how to draft, how to do keepers, you know, do you trade for a third or a fourth round pick? Those are the fascinating discussions that I think that you don't hear on other podcasts, because other podcasts are just like, these are the rankings, and this is why I think regression numbers and target analytics and stuff that i don't really understand these are fun conversations to have and i don't know when you start delving into psychology of our friends yeah (laughs) exactly i think because we're such a close-knit group and we've been doing this for so long that it's like you know everyone's tendencies and Mm -hmm. how they're gonna play you know kind of their strategy so it's fun hopefully it comes off as as that fucking snake (laughs) (laughs) so Thanks, guys. I'm glad we could get together and do this again. Um, and this time, like, for real. 
Goodbye. Actually, actually, one more thing. One more thing. There you go. One more thing. One more thing. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bitch, I did it. I made it. I'm loved and I'm hated. I started from the bottom. Now my neighborhood is gated. They say drink to your accomplishments. So every night I'm faded. Feel like every other day me and somebody new.